0: Join Dr. Wayne Fry for today's message, Already in Progress. It is your responsibility to grow. Amen. Because God needs his people to grow in order to use them more effectively. Amen. And so part of your character, part of your makeup as a righteous person is growth. You should want to grow. You should want to be better. You should want to be the best child of God, best righteous person you can. And we can't do that staying the same. Amen. That's why God's word is sent to us and given to us so we can have some information so we can become more conformed to the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. I should be growing and looking more like Jesus every year that I matriculate through my Christian life. Mm-hmm. Come on, talk to me. Because scripture says, as he is, so are we in the earth. So who are we endeavoring or who should we endeavor to look like? We should endeavor to look like Jesus. But the only way to do that is we have to grow out of some things and grow into some things. Grow out of some childish things and grow into some mature things. You got that? Praise the Lord. So that's truth number one about growth and maturity is that spiritual growth is a characteristic of righteousness. Now, number two, second truth about growth and maturity is this growth. Or maturity is not determined by age. Amen. Amen. Growth and maturity is not determined by age. Now, there are some milestones, and I've mentioned these before. There are some milestones in life. Uh, like, for example, our youngest son, Wayden, just turned six. And so because he turned six, he said he now classifies as a big boy. <laughs> he says, okay, so they have uh, him and his brother... Has, uh, has determined this scale. And so his brother says, from zero uh, to five years old, you're a little boy. From six to 12, you're a big boy. From 13 to 19, you're a teenager. And from 20 up, you're, uh, you're a young man. But he said, uh, you know 20 and up, you're grown. I said, no son, you're not grown at 20. You're grown when you're taking care of responsibilities. Because a whole lot of uh, 20-something folk, 30-something folk that's not taking care of some responsibility, they walk around acting like, you know, trying to say that they're grown, but they are far from being grown. So So I changed that one to say, okay, you're a young man at 20. So now he's six years old, and so now he's a big boy. Got it? So there's some milestones in our life. You know, five years old is a big milestone. First of all, one year old is a big milestone then 5 years old, and then all of a sudden you go to 10 years old because that's double digits, right? Then it's 13 because you're a teenager. Then it's 16, you're eligible to get your license. Then it's 18, then it's 21, then it's 25, and then you stop counting. <laughs> <laughs> at 25? Okay, praise the Lord. You know, just leave it the way it is. But there's some milestones, but even though you go through those age levels and those numbers in your age, does not mean that you have grown up. So growth and maturity should not be defined by how old you are or how young you are. Because I've seen in my life that there are some younger in age, more mature than those who are older in age. So we just can't say because I'm 30, I'm grown up. You've grown up in your natural life. You you stop growing as it relates to your development as a human being in your physical body. But growth and maturity has a lot more to do than what's just going on in your body. You got it? Go to Galatians chapter number four, please, and let's look at some things. Galatians chapter number four. Our, Our point is this growth is not determined by age. Okay, Galatians chapter number four. And we're going to begin at verse number 1, and I'll be reading out of the King James. All right, tell me when you get there, please. All right, the rest of you on your way? Okay, all right. Verse number 1 of Galatians 4 says this. It says, Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differs nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all. Notice that. He is an heir. He is a person that's subject to uh, an inheritance from someone, and the Bible says, as long as that heir remains a child or immature or not grown up, he differs nothing from the uh, different differs nothing than or differs nothing from a servant. In other words, he a child. Heir and a servant, the scripture is saying, is on the same level. Where the heir should be higher than the servant because he has a right to an inheritance. But scripture says as long as he's a child, he differs nothing from a servant. But number two says, verse number two says, but is under tutors and governors until the appointed time of the father. Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Verse 6, And because you are sons, shout with me today, sons. Because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your heart, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant, but a son, And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Glory to God. So now he's comparing child and servant, and then he's mentioned son. Okay? So now there's a difference between child and servant and a son. A son is one who's matured. A son is one who's grown up in some things. But verse number 2 says that a child or a servant is under tutors and governors until the appointed time of the father. Now, a lot of people have interpreted this, that God has set a time in our future that some things will happen for us that that we can't change. That's not what it's saying. This development, or you're under tutors and governors until you grow up, until the time appointed of the Father. Notice, in King James, that's a small f, so it's not the heavenly Father. It's the one that's over the child. You got it? So now, therefore, we can determine when we grow up. And when we determine when we grow up, we will then determine when our inheritance will be released to us. Amen. Oh, come on, y'all. Y'all hearing this? So there could be a possibility that some things hadn't been released yet because you have not grown up enough to then be responsible for the inheritance that's been due to you. Amen. You got it. Uh, for, for example, our children, our children in our children's life, is houses, cars, bank accounts, the whole nine that's a part of their inheritance. But neither one of them can write a check. Because they haven't grown up to a place where they're responsible enough to handle what's been designed for them to have. So now i got to keep them under development. i got to keep them in training. i got to make sure that, I, that we develop them to a certain place where they grow up. And when the appointed time comes, when they do mature enough, we can now release it to them even though it was already theirs. Amen. Same thing with the Heavenly Father. The Heavenly Father has prearranged and preordained and predestined everything we need for the good life. Look yeah. at Ephesians 2.10. Your good life has already been yeah. secured. Your good life has already been provided for. Your good life is already available. Yes, it is. Amen. But now as we walk on this path, our development now is determining what part of our good life we can now receive of the Father. Amen. Come on, talk to me. You got it? And so we got to grow up. For, for nothing else, we should want to grow up so we can receive more. Amen. Because if we can receive more, we can do more. We can bless more people. Hello, this is Dr. Fry, and I want to thank you for viewing today's broadcast. It is an honor and privilege to be able to come into your homes each and every week with the living Word of God. Today marks the one-year anniversary of us being on the church channel. Praise God. This journey has been a leap of faith for us, but you know what? God has provided every step of the way. How has He provided? He's provided through people like yourself that have been viewing consistently and also consistently sowing and giving and to this broadcast, enabling us to preach the gospel through the airways. Praise the Lord. Now, when I think about this past year, I'm telling you, it has been incredible. We've seen people give their lives to the Lord and get saved for the very first time, rededicate their hearts back to the Lord, be filled with the spirit of God. Man, it has been incredible. When I think about all the testimonies that come in, because we receive letters every week about people's lives being blessed by the broadcast. I remember a lady, wrote to us from Florida who had told us that she had been in the house for eight months. That's right, she's never left the house in eight whole months. But as she was flipping through the channels, she came across this broadcast and the word that I was teaching so encouraged her life that she got herself together, got up the next day, put on some clothes and left the house. Praise the Lord. Now another lady I'm thinking about, her, her husband lost his job and they were in finan- having financial challenges But the Lord led her to sow a seed into this ministry. And within three days, she received a check in the mail for $5,000. That's right. I said within three days, she received a check for $5,000 to help her and her husband with their household affairs until he was able to secure another job. Praise the Lord. There is testimony after testimony uh, just like those because of people who receive from this broadcast. So I know there's an anointing and there's an assignment upon my life to to have television ministry, and I can't do it without faithful and supportive people like yourself. So if this broadcast has been a blessing to you in any way, call us, use that number at the bottom of the screen, let us know. Say, hey, this broadcast is a blessing to me, I truly enjoy it. And also, if you're so led, sow a seed, give an offering into the ministry to help us continue to preach the gospel through the airwaves, because I'm excited. I'm looking for many, many more years of being able to come on television and preach this living word of God. So, again, I want to say thank you for your past support. But I also want to say thank you for your continued and future support of this ministry. I cannot do it without people like yourselves. So God bless you. Thank you for supporting. And stay tuned. We have an exciting lesson that we're going to be sharing with you today that will truly encourage your life. God bless you. Come on, talk to me. So really it's selfish to say, I don't need to grow. It's selfish to say, I don't need to change. Because you're holding you back and you're holding others back that God has ordained for you to influence in your life. Amen. Just think for it, you know, just let's bring it down to a natural level. Just think as a parent, and I and I know some as well, I, I know of some, I put it that way, that. <clears throat> They choose to stay a kid so that they can relate to their kid and never grow up. And so now their child, when it's time to leave home, is unprepared because the parent decided not to grow up. Right. 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 Yeah. Oh, Lord. Y'all looking at me funny. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not a problem. You should enjoy your kids. You should be friends with your kids. But well, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't cross the line. Yeah, it's okay to be your child's friend. buddy, hang out, partner. It's okay. But when you have to make sure that they understand, when you lay down the law, the law is laid down. It's not no boot camp kind of relationship that you have with your child. Just orders, 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 orders. No, it's about relationship. But yet, you as a parent and we as a parent still have to grow so we can pull our children up to where they need to be. Amen. Because we do them an injustice if we just want to be kid. Now, again, I love to have fun like, like anybody else. And you should be, you should be uh, uh, light and you should be uh, fun-loving with your children. But not so much so that you throw discipline and training and accountability out the window. Because you're doing not only you an injustice, you're doing them an injustice because they'll be unprepared for the lot, for life. Amen. And now they got to go out there and get their head uh, beat up a couple of times and learn some things because you didn't even feel like growing up a teacher. Amen. Praise the Lord. Take your neighbor and say, he's teaching better than you saying amen, but that's okay. He's teaching amen. better than you saying amen. Yes, he is. Look at verse six again. Verse uh, chapter four, verse six says, "But because you are sons, say it with me today again, sons. sons. Sons denotes maturity. It denotes some matriculation, some development. But because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying out, 'But Father.'" Verse seven: "Wherefore you are no more servant, but a son, and if a son, then heir of God." So the Bible says, "If I can grow up, if I can become a son." I can be an heir. And an heir receives inheritance. Amen. Amen. Hunter's neighbor's say, I'm going to get mine, boy. I'm going to get mine. I'm going to get mine. I love that word, inheritance. 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 And see, we got to change that. We've got to change the, the impact of that word in our culture because a lot of us don't understand inheritance uh, outside of life insurance money. I'm not, trying, I'm not saying they're trying to be fine. Just, it's real. Outside of life insurance money, we don't really understand that word inheritance. we got to work on changing the impact of that word so we can at least get an interpretation and an impartation from the word of God. When the word of God says we have an inheritance, at least we can understand what we are due to receive. Because some of us are here, inheritance is like, what's inheritance? Inheritance means something that's due you, Amen. something that you are owed, something that you uh, get because of your birthright. And that Bible is saying that inheritance is connected to your spiritual growth. Amen. Amen. So tell your neighbor, say neighbor, that's grow up, that's grow up now, that's grow up. Now tell your other neighbor, say that's grow up because I might need twenty dollars from you. I might need twenty. <laughs> so you got to grow up and get your inheritance yeah. so you can get twenty dollars from your yeah. neighbor. Yep. Or give it. Or give it. Okay, praise the Lord. Point number three. Third truth about kingdom maturity or, or growth. Listen to this. Growth is not determined by how long you've been in something. Growth is not determined by how long you've been in something. Now, our education system is not the best. It's adequate, but it's not the best because sometimes they push some people through that haven't really uh, done everything and met all the requirements, Because but because they so... Uh, they just out of place. I mean, you you don't want thirteen year old in second grade. There comes a time you got to go and move them (laughs) because the new second graders come in and be like, (laughs) what? But really, just pushing somebody through just because they spent the time does not help someone either. Amen. Amen. And I want to say this, and it might be a little strong, you might not like it, but, you know, just go ahead and receive it anyway. Your length of time in church doesn't mean you're a mature child of God. Amen. That's right. That's right. Okay, I'm going to go on this side and say it too. <clears throat> just, you know, just because you've been in church a long time, because you'll hear people say, They'll, they'll throw it off the cup. I grew up in church. What does that mean? That means you went to church when you was young. That's all that means. It means nothing else. You being in church does not mean a thing except you attended. Amen. Now, I'm about to tell myself, but there's a lot of times in church I ain't paid attention to nothing. Anybody was saying up in there. The preacher was sweating and hollering. I ain't care. It is time to go. I got better things to do. Don't look at me. Because some of y'all are sitting up in here <laughs> like that. I wish he'd hurry up. I got to go. I ain't paying no child. What? I'm, 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 I'm a child. I'm, I'm a kid. I want to have fun. All I want to do, my main agenda is play. That's all, that's, that's it, I don't want to do nothing else. I don't want to learn no scriptures. I want to play, right? I want to run, I want to sweat, I want to play. And then when I got to a place where I was driving, I ain't want to listen to nothing then. I want to get in my car and go somewhere. So I would spend a lot of time in church, came out of church, still, none, still didn't know anything. And you got people walking around here all day. I grew up in church, I've been in church for 30 years. What? what? You want a badge for attending church for 30 years? That means absolutely nothing. If you, ha- if you cannot show some life change as a result of you being in church that long. And it makes no sense for a person to be in church longer than a year and not change. Amen. makes no sense, because it's not, it, it, it just doesn't make any sense, and so I'll, and you know, just because you've been on a job a certain length of time, doesn't mean you've grown in that job, just because you've been married for a certain amount of time, doesn't mean you've grown in your marriage, doesn't mean, it just mean you've been married for 20 years, or 25 years, or 30 years, doesn't mean you've grown, come on, talk to me, so just because, so we sometimes we well I've been I've been here for a long time and we we, we almost almost put off this air like uh, you should know that I've changed because I've been here a long time. We don't know that. Right. 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 Amen. And sometimes what you're demonstrating is telling the exact opposite. Right. Amen. 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 Oh, that's gonna be a wonderful <laughs> lesson, I can tell. <laughs> This is going to be so awesome. You know why? Because I'm going to see change happen. Really, it makes no sense. If you've been in this church for longer than a year, you should have some change. You should be able to testify and be be for real with it. And not make some stuff up. Really. (coughs) Really, 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 really. Because if you didn't change in the year, it's not my fault. It's not God's fault. It's just simply your choice. Because there's enough information given that you can change. Amen. 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 Let's keep it moving, all right? Number four. Number four. Some growth happens through pressure. Some growth happens through pressure. Romans chapter 5. Anybody know anything about pressure? Anybody cook with a pressure cooker? Few of you that has a lot of pressure inside that makes the uh, what's on the inside what nice and tender and and uh, you know that those kind of things. What do you say? Cooks faster because it's pressurized. All right. We go when we go on the airplane when we go to a certain uh, altitude the cabin becomes pressurized and if anything breaks that pressure it, it, there's a certain force that causes it to just to impl- almost impl- not implode but that explode out because it's, it's pressurized pressure is designed to, to put a pressure or impression on something to cause it to change. Got it? So, Romans chapter 5, let's go over here. <clears throat> Romans 5, verse number 1. Say, uh, say amen when you're there. Amen. Okay, look at this. Romans 5, 1 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Look at verse 3 now. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. How can you glory in tribulations? Knowing that tribulation works patience or long suffering or endurance, and patience, experience, and experience hope. And hope make it not a shame because the love of God is shared abroad in our hearts. By the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Let me read it to you out of the Amplified here. The Amplified uh, says in verse number three, it says, Moreover, let us also be full of joy now. Let us exult and triumph in our troubles and rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that pressure, say pressure, pressure, knowing that pressure and affliction and hardship produce patient and unswerving endurance. And endurance, fortitude, develops maturity of character, approved faith, and tried integrity. And character of this sort produces the ha- habit of joyful and confident hope of eternal salvation. Glory to God. So the Bible says that pressure and affliction and hardship produces patience and enduring, uh, unswerving endurance. And it develops maturity of character. In other words, you grow up in your character under pressure. Now, let me say this on the get go. God is not the one sending the trial, the test, the tribulation, etc. He's not the one behind that. God is always behind the escape. He's always behind the deliverance. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the the Lord, God delivers them out of them all. It makes no sense to be put in something by the same person that's going to get you out. Got it. So God is not behind the affliction. God is not behind the trial. He is not sending you something to teach you something. Now where, where does the trials come from? The trials come from your choices. And the trials come from the enemy. The enemy produces an opportunity. You make a choice to fulfill that opportunity and then trials come. But the Bible says I can take my trial." I can take my affliction and I can allow it to work in me and work on me to cause me to have some unswerving patience. And through that patience, glory to God, I can become mature in character. Why? So I don't go back and do that same thing again. See, when you grow up through pressure, you don't run back and get in the same mess that you just got out of. No, you learn from the pressure. You learn from the mess. You learn from the trial and say, I got to grow up so I don't end up over there anymore. Wow, didn't I tell you that this lesson was going to be exciting? Now, I was not able to put the entire series on the broadcast today. But what I've done is i put the entire lesson, Are You Growing?, in a CD and DVD set for you to have in your faith library. And also I've drastically discounted the price because I really want you to get this series because I believe this word will challenge you and encourage you to grow up and release some of that potential that you have on the inside of you, glory to God. So if you call today, the number is at the, bo- the at the bottom of your screen, you can get the four part CD set for only $20. That's right, the four part CD set for only $20. Or if you prefer, you can get the four-part DVD set for $30. Four-part DVD set is $30 if you call that number right now. Call us, write us, go on our website. We have many ways that you can get this into your faith library because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Again, thank you for viewing today's broadcast. Until next time, continue to live the life of faith. God bless you. You've been watching the Life of Faith broadcast with Dr. Wayne A. Fry. We pray that your faith has been strengthened and your heart encouraged by the Word of God. This broadcast can be viewed 24-7 at no charge at www.fccintl.org. Join with us next time on this station for another life-changing message with Dr. Wayne A. Fry.